Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you've never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Paolo here is a performer. Oh, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 4. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Blank. Everyone, welcome back to RuPaul's Drag Race Review Podcast. You know what we do. We watch it Close live. Somehow. Watch it live, re- review it on the spot, and then we, re- we release it. Into the world. That's it. it. takes on a life of its own. Yeah. Raw, unfiltered opinions. And uh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. And, Cheers. Uh, you're welcome. Cheers Thank to you, you all. I hope you're all having a lovely week. Yes. Um, he- hey, Samantha. I hope you're great. Mm-hmm. You know, you too, Katie. You know, yeah. There's there's a Katie out there. Going, Gene- oh my God, Genevieve. Yeah. Perhaps we've got he's Genevieve in, in France. He's in my name. He's talking to me. He's talking to me. You know, there's Mor- any- Morticia. So whatever you're doing, whether you're walking, going, doing the dishes, looking at the children, escaping the children, um, you know, leave them in a locked car. Yeah, um, I mean, come to the house. They, they can take care of themselves for a couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. Children, children are very. What people don't realize, I as a non-parent, uh, as an authority here, what people don't realize is that children are very resilient. Children are very resilient. I think we need to empower them more to be yeah. very, you know, self-sufficient at yeah. an early age. I mean, social services may call it neglect. Yeah. However, we call it empowerment. It's empowerment. We call yeah. it autonomy. We're creating strong individuals. That's okay. A, I mean, absolutely. So you do. So do that. Crack open a window in that car. Pour yourself a wine inside the lounge. They'll be fine. She'll be right. The rugged individualists of tomorrow. That's what you're creating. Ah, how's your week been? I hope everyone's had a great week. Mm-hmm. Um, weather's been nice here in the UK. It's not been bad. It's been a bit showery, but I love the autumn. The autumn's my favourite. I love the autumn. I love the changeability. I love the cooling down. I love the changing of the leaves. Oh my God, talking about leaves, I'm very <laughs> relevant. I'm four weeks sober. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. a segue yeah. what a glittering just, segue it was just like really natural i thought oh my gosh mm. on that topic um let's talk about me i mean talk about a professional yeah, professional professional broadcaster uh no so i've been four weeks without drinking i'm trying to do an eight weeks without drinking i'm very then, proud of you thank you and and it's also it's always um for me it's just about my own fitness because that's something that i like to try to do uh-huh. and i know that i'm inspiring people mm. out there around you know? the world what are your favorite things to do um, well, fitness and drag race. And it's, it's kind of, oh, it goes hand in hand. What's your favorite thing to do? Um, inspiring others. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> um, I'm a professional inspirer. <laughs> You're welcome. I've not had a McDonald's in four weeks. You've been good too. Good-ish. I'm, I've got a glass of wine in my hand. You've been better. You've been better. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's some things that I want to discuss a very drag race related. Oh, first of all, I want to read a lovely review. You yes. know, you're not like if you, the best thing you can do for us is just leave us a lovely review and just stroke our egos. And basically the idea is like, if you think other people should, uh, be aware of our podcast, leave a review because it helps the algorithm. And also just tell a friend. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much though, guys. So this is from Hairspray Mafia from Canada. <laughs> That's a great oh, name. I just love that because Hairspray is one of my favorite musicals. It was, it was my first musical. Absolutely. You were, what's uh, his chops? I was understudy seaweed. You were seaweed. I always want to say peewee, but it's seaweed. It's a seaweed. But then yeah. I was also ensemble. I just loved the show. I just love the music. I just love how camp that mm-hmm. musical is. We get a good few reviews from Canada, actually. Oh, it is from Canada. Thank you. Thank you. you just said it was from Canada. That's yes. why I said that. But thank you so much, everybody around the world. So this is the review. Ah, five stars. First thing to download essential listening. Mm. Oh, the morning after an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, this is the first podcast I look for. These two hosts are so lovely and funny. I especially like it when they skip over the workroom and practice drama and watch the main challenges first, then yeah. go back to watch. I started doing that also, and it really shows just how much production influences our perspective on the queens. And and then that last part's in French, Tom. Um, en français? Um, uh, have you sent it to me? Can I look on my phone? It's... it's Bisou de Montreal. Oh, Bisou. Bisou de Montreal. Kisses from Montreal. Tom, wow. Tom did one class in French and now he thinks I got an A star in my GCSE French. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Tom does one class and now she's like French speaking. Me and the people of Quebec were like that. Yeah. So. Um, For professional translations, just um, hit up Dr. Tom here. Absolutely. He does them. But you know what? 
I, thank you very much, Hesper Murphy, for saying that. I, I was actually going to propose to you this live on air. I was going to ask you, do you want to skip straight to the Snatch Game? Yes. Because we've never done it with the Snatch Game. But we do haven't. you want to watch it? Go, dude, let's go straight to the Snatch Game, watch it there and there, yeah. discuss it, and then we can watch the episode and so see. So we'll be surprised even by the characters then. Absolutely. Great. Okay, I love that. I mean, we can, we'll still talk about um, who we think will do well, mm-hmm. but I think that this is a great opportunity I, for us to put that in practice. So go and watch it. Thank yes. You. So thanks inspired. for inspiring us You've there, Hesbray Mafia. Hesbray Mafia. Yeah. Bisu, bisu right back. Bisu. I bisu. you. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. You, Thank you. You bis me. I bis you. <laughs> Tom, I don't, I don't know the language, girl. Thank you for bissing me. One thing that I want to discuss, uh, and it's been an... Um, it's been a big conversation um, mm-hmm. on social media, and I thought that this would be something great for us to discuss. We, all, so everyone knows this. Tom is a psychiatrist, and there was um, a big mental health kind of component that came into late in the episode last week. Now yeah. we didn't really get to this go into in detail, but though you did speak on it and you gave some really great advice that I thought oh. was really applicable to everyone in a similar situation. But I wanted us to come have a look at baby baby who was um who actually put up her hand mm-hmm. um after the lip sync against the coda and said hey i would like to go home yeah and i love the way she did it she said i need to take care of me i need to look after myself yeah the implication here is that she wasn't coping yeah. and she left um a, a message on twitter yeah and i sent you through that um you did. That message uh, and i've certainly read she... it and i'm not going to read it out because it's it's i think anybody can just go to obviously baby's twitter and read it for themselves if they want to hear it in her own words um, but are there things that you picked out from there that we yeah, can talk about? Yeah, because it's it's like a th- three pages of notes, so yeah. I'm not I'm not going to read the whole thing out. But it was, I did notice her social media presence was diminished for a few days afterwards, and I think anybody out there can understand that. I think she probably after the airing of this episode and knowing that it came, was coming up, probably needed a few days to not be on social media, mm-hmm. and then so she's made her statement, and I, th- I think it's a fantastic statement. Uh, the, the bits that I picked out were basically she was masking her symptoms quite a lot or it didn't make the edit one of the two um, throughout the season, really. She said that things really got bad for her in the improv challenge. Um, and uh, obviously the next challenge was the one where she 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 elected to go in, in the rusical. Um, she said that she was struggling with really frequent and crippling panic attacks. And I'm sure a lot of people out there are, no panic attacks but it's probably really difficult to connect with what exactly one feels like unless you've had one or perhaps somebody really close to you has had one or perhaps you work with people who have them and they're really really debilitating um it's it's a big combination of lots of physical symptoms um you know palpitations feeling you can't catch you but sorry there's a bang in the background we've got a rampant cat here today one nice quiet one sitting behind beside me and one who's tearing the house apart Let's, let's be frank. That's exactly what's happening. Back to baby. Um, but panic attacks, terrifying physical symptoms and a, a, a sense of impending doom and dread and anxiety in its most intense form. So poor baby was really struggling with those. And she she realized that the way she she she's, uh, has explained it is she, it's not that she was lacking in confidence. She knows she, the artist that she is, but she was not showcasing herself to the best of her ability because she was struggling with her mental health and so she elected to move on from the show and what what i really appreciate um this week is i've seen a massive outpouring of love and support for her which is fantastic so it's been wonderful to see that and obviously that's appropriate i think it set a new tone for how we regard queens who leave the show because she's not the first absolutely she won't be the last yep um so i think hopefully because of her emotional and she said as well um, she was really frightened by the or concerned about what it would be like to have that emotional vulnerability displayed on on international TV. But she says it's been a wonderful thing because it's allowed her to connect with fans, and fans have told her how much it, it meant to them. People who also struggle with anxiety um, to, to to hear somebody as amazing and talented as she is speak so openly about her her difficulties. And there are a couple of bits where she said very lovingly that people have sent her like kind and well intentioned sentiments. Just but she just wanted to kind of kind of address them. She says, um, "I hope people have said to her. I hope she finds her confidence." She says that she doesn't struggle with her confidence. It's anxiety she struggles with. The two things are different, obviously. Um, 
And the other thing was, um, I hope you're better now. And again, a very well-intentioned sentiment, but that implies that there's some magic switch or magic pill that people can take for anxiety. And it's not that simple at all. It's a very multifactorial condition. Um, you know, there are neurobiological elements, there are personality related elements, there are social elements. Um, it's very much a, a um, yeah, multifactorial biopsychosocial kind of condition. So um, it's people who experience it. It's often a big work in progress. Um, they often, even when they feel like they're in a much better place, they'll often experience anxiety in a more heightened form than other people. They just learn to deal with it better. Um, and there's lots of different approaches people can take, whether and it's it's very individualized, whether it's a purely psychological approach, whether it's um, altering some factors. It, with, it, I know it's easier said than done, but altering some factors in your life and lifestyle. Sometimes it can be about, you know, some people's anxiety can be very situational and mm. sometimes medication helps. There are medications that are licensed for it. Tom, I have to ask this. There is a psych evaluation that mm -hmm. each contestant needs to do for. Mm -hmm. I think it's for every reality TV show. They yeah. need to go through a psych evaluation. Yeah. What do you think the process was? And why do you think that something like heightened anxiety hasn't been picked up? Or has it has has not been a barrier for them um, entering into reality TV competitions? I think... I'm not 100% sure because I don't know what their process is. You know, it'll be an inexact science. Um, also, the contestants, they'll be really, really keen to showcase their artistry on the show. And if they've not been in that pressure cooker, as none of us have, I don't think anybody knows exactly what it's going to be like. So I think people go on there with the best one in the world um, and people are screened as best as, as able as they have. Um, but, you know, so sometimes people can be surprised at how their mental health difficulties manifest in a situation like that, I think. Um, but it's something like, like when I read some of the things that queens say mm. after the fact, they say things like, well, what you don't know is that I've struggled with anxiety for, for many years. Like, it's not like they've walked into the show and then just found out, oh, actually, mm. I get anxiety. They know, like, if, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. They know that they suffer from this and they know that going on a TV show might actually trigger something more severe. Um, they're going on TV. That's RuPaul's Drag Race. It's the biggest mm. um, platform or drag of their art ever. Why do you think that they put themselves in their position then? I, I think people do it with the best of intentions. I think people... I don't think anything can fully prepare you for drag race is, is what I, I truly think. And, you know, we were chatting to Minnie, weren't we? Minnie was very clear, seasoned veteran of the entertainment industry. This is Minnie Cooper from yeah. um, Drag Race, then another season two. A who, lovely, amazing queen. Who, who we interviewed and she yeah. was so lovely, so gracious and so reflective. She She's a veteran of the entertainment industry and she said it was the most pressurized situation I've ever been in TV wise or entertainment wise. And I think that speaks volumes, really. I remember um, something powerful that she said was that the mental game, you go in there mm. for this competition, but it actually becomes such a big mental game. Yeah. And I think what Baby Illustrated, because Baby is very well known. She's known mm -hmm. for being a great performer. Yep, she's um, very well known on the London it's scene. Not, it's not about just going on there and being the amazing star that you are, that we see. You go on there and there's this new element and it's the yeah. mental game. So now people are starting to realize it's not just about like your talent. You have to you have to navigate the, the mental games that they throw at you yeah. and then all that, everything that comes with that, the, 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 the panic attacks that yeah. you, you start to get. And then you're no longer 100% focused on the competition because you're actually focusing on, on your sanity. You're actually just trying to navigate And what can that. be more important than focusing on your health and well-being? I think if there's two good things to come from this, I hope the show continues to review the support that they give the queens, both within the show and afterwards, from a mental health point of view. I do remember Minnie being quite complimentary of the support that she had on Drag Race Down Under, so I do hope it's of a high standard on UK as well. Yep. Um, and the other thing is, I hope that the this helps the fans to view queens who leave the show, because Baby won't be the last, with kindness 
Absolutely. and not I mean, judgment. One thing that baby that I feel, tell me if you agree with me, she left quite respectfully. Yeah, definitely. It wasn't, I mean... Everyone has their reasons for leaving, but she didn't just walk out like Ginny Lemon. But let's be honest, Ginny Lemon had a reason. It's interesting because we actually discussed Ginny a couple of weeks ago because we were talking about the improv challenge. Yes. Um, Ginny and- Lemon had, she had a right to walk out. Absolutely. she should not have been in the bottom. And uh, it was very like, if they don't get me now, they're never going to get me. And maybe it was her way. Look, this is, I'm going to save my own sanity mm-hmm. here. I need to leave. Her, yes. And she did it in a drag queen diva way. Good on her. She was, she was fabulous. We're queens like Inti. Inti from Drag Race España. Inti, a lot of that was to do with... Um, the, the criticism of her cultural culture. outfit. Yeah. So she was from Bolivia, wasn't she, yeah. Inti? And her outfit was actually beautiful and very symbolic of um, the culture of her people um, in the face of colonialism. And um, she felt criticized. And I think she was like, that I'm not doing this. And uh, again, you know, she was she was very upfront. She had a conversation. I loved the way Supreme spoke to Inti. She spoke to her like an adult yeah. and just said, um, I think she tried, she encouraged her, but said, it will be your decision and I won't stop you. Um, and then later in the season, we saw Dovima basically. Forfeit. <laughs> she, by not she, she standing there. Stood still. Yeah. Um, During the... No, no, no. No, okay. no Mocha was her doing it on her own, which oh, should have been against Inti. Okay. There was one later in the season when um, she did not dance against, I think it was Sagittarius, wasn't yes. it? We had Dela who just quit. We had uh, Dela who, you know, put her name on the lipstick. We had yeah. Adore who just, um, you know, she, for Ad- her. Adore was really struggling with her mental health. Yeah. Like, Adore, there was something very different about Adore that season. Um, and I, I, do you know what? I don't know the ins and outs. I've caught snippets that there was a lot going on in her life at that time. And so, yep. Adore was like one of the most high profile. Well, was she the first? Well, she wasn't really the first if we think all the way back. There was a queen in season one who was good as... Who was the most iconic queen? I'm glad you asked that question. I nominate myself. Oh, Chanel. Chanel, Chanel darling of our hearts. I just... But again, like... I Ch- love her. Chanel... Um, as a perfectionistic person was feeling unappreciated and criticized and there was no validation or praise because I paid very close attention and not one of you has <laughs> called me beautiful. But you know- I thought we have. We we love her and we love the camp of that moment, but there's real pain underneath it. it was, you know what? It was someone who knew her worth. It was someone who knew mm-hmm, how definitely. good she was. Yeah. And it was someone who knew that she was unappreciated. You know, it's like, it's like when you're in a toxic relationship with someone mm-hmm. and they're not, they're not respecting you. Yeah. They're not giving you the attention and the love you deserve. And she was, she was, she broke up with Absolutely. them. She was, she did. That's exactly what it Break was. Up, she, bye goes, bye. she goes, you know what? This is not good for me. Absolutely. You're not good for me. You don't see how amazing You're I am. No good me. I don't need nobody. We had Mayhem and Angina pick their own lipsticks as well. Mm. Um, and just another one that just sprung to mind: Charlie Hyde's kind of. I mean, she, come on. She she had a bad, she had diarrhea. She broke she her had, back. She, um, she couldn't get her nails on. I it mean, was a rough day for it was, Charlie. It was a rough day for Charlie. Rough day for Charlie. We love her though. But no, well, yeah. I just, I, I think it was really important for us to discuss, um, mm. baby, and um, ha- mental health and how it plays in yeah. reality TV, and just like appreciating that these queens, we love them. They entertain us and they provide us with great TV, but. Um, you know, appreciating when they're struggling and experiencing pain and showing them kindness is really, really important. Also, yeah, also the pressure of making a great TV show. I, yeah. I, I can guarantee you that there's producers there reminding them, mm-hmm. this is RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, Definitely. this is an Emmy show. Definitely. You guys got to give more. You guys, you, you don't want to yeah. be that. You don't want to be that season. Well, that's, that's, that's what happened with um, Dax and Layla in season two. The producer said to them, you guys are too quiet. If you don't, if you don't perk up, you'll be going double sachet sachet. (laughs) next episode. Poor things. I mean, Mm. there are a toll. I mean, yeah, it's just for for me, I'm looking at, is it it ethical to cast queens? I do. I do see where you're coming from. I guess what, what I'm thinking is that there's only so much you can screen for. And there's only so much the queens can prepare themselves for. But sure, sure. There's something to be said in that about the the psychological screening process in order to protect people, definitely. Well, yeah, but I mean, you've seen what they what they do as well during the show. I mean, 
Laganja Shranja, how mm-hmm. she passed a psych test. Laganja really struggled. Again, for me, I'm like Ooh. so many high camp moments that you know have become memes and stuff. But again, genuine pain there. Yeah, Laganja was really struggling. Fifi O'Hara, Monica yeah. Beverly Hills. I mean, her struggling yeah, with she- um, her. Gender dysphoria. Her, her tears, exactly. Sonique. Um, Sonique. Sonique re- reflects back on that time on season two. It's like, I was really going through a lot of gender dysphoria and I said some not very nice things. Nina Bonina Brown. I mean, Jiggly yeah. Caliente, how they purposely yeah. created that moment on the, it was the anniversary untucked. of her mom's Mom's death. death. And then they played that clip and they of knew. Of her brother. Of her, yes. I mean, didn't, didn't. Who was it? Was it, um, Willem called them out on it? It was part of the Willem expose. Yeah, yeah, called them out on what are they doing? You guys know this. And yeah, th- these things, like it's not like they were helping her in that moment with, with this whole situation. They're actually trying to, mm-hmm. you know, prod, prod, prod. Give us more reaction. Give us more. Give us more. I do yes. like to think that the show has moved on in terms of like mistreating the queens for reality tv kicks because yes that instant with jiggly was completely tasteless and cruel let's call a spade a spade um so yeah i I do feel like tastes have moved on you know that the the first few seasons of the show were very kind of like in keeping with that kind of early noughties reality tv which was pure trash and it was outrageous and sure it gave us some amazing moments of tv but the queens were not treated well and standards thankfully do seem to have improved yeah and i can only hope they keep improving question would baby have reacted this way if she was received a bit better on the show if things were going well for her do you think it would have been a different story for her i can only think that um receiving a lack of validation for her good performances which i believe is true of baby actually don't think she should have been in the bottom two last episode absolutely did say Agree. that could only have compounded the way that she felt it could it can't have helped mm. i think it obviously it ran deeper than that but um it can't have helped yeah oh, okay well all the best Absolutely, all the best Let's, to baby. And every other queen yeah. who's going through this madness, this yeah, this madness that is uh, editing, production, um, shenanigans. I hope it on reality TV. I just hope it brings you more, um, you know, good times and joy than it does pain. Yeah, this is obviously. So, so now <laughs> yeah. we already know that it is the snatch game. Now we've seen the first part of the program. That, I mean, they basically just talked about what we did. Mm. How they're actually quite proud they're very proud of baby they walk in they say we're really proud that she did what she does so maybe it was evident to these girls that she was struggling and they're just like they're very proud of her for actually going through and choosing her mental health her sanity baby um, mentioned herself several of the queens in her post she said that um cheddar had been comforting her sminty and like uh, she turned to lafil on during the improv challenges be like i don't think i can go on kind of thing so yeah she had been thankfully starting to share it with the other queens i don't think she could conceal it sadly and yeah they showed a lot of pride in her didn't they which is lovely for her making a brave and good decision Mm. so we also know that it's going to be the snatch game now yes we're going to watch the snatch game straight away. I'm going to fast forward everything. We're not going to watch it. We're going to go straight to the snatch game and then we're going to discuss that. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, who do we think is going to do well and yes. who do we think will struggle? You go first because I've got my own ideas. Easy. Um, I think that this is going to be Danny Beard and Cheddar Gorgeous yeah. this week. Me too. Danny Beard, Cheddar Gorgeous. I also think Pixie Polite. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I now have faith in Jomba's Blonde from the Improv Challenge. She's, yeah. she's a confident girl. She's, yeah. a confi- she's a confident queen. And uh, I think that maybe she will find her way of um, making her stamp here. Mm-hmm. I think that Black Pepper is an amazing dancer, but I also think she is a a very strong and passionate performer in the mm-hmm. sense that even though one of the arts is in her thing, for example, acting, she gives a hundred percent. She does. Anyway. She, really does. she commits hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So for, for me, maybe she is a dancer, but she gives a hundred percent to all of the other crafts and performing arts to the singing. She gives it her all to mm-hmm. the, to the acting. She gives it all. We saw it in the musical. She, yeah. she gives it all. So I think that black people will give this her all. Yes. Um, LaPhil, LaPhil said she's an actor. 
Just I, I, I haven't. Well, first of all, we haven't seen much of Lafille. Uh, I would like to see yeah, her do this, well. Yeah, that's a bit of a meme as well, isn't mm. it? I would like to see her do well, but I don't think, um, from what I've seen so far, that she she It'll may necessarily be her forte. Yeah. And Dakota Fisher, I Schiffer, not Fisher. Uh, Fisher, <laughs> daughter Schiffer. of Claudia, not Carrie. Dakota Fisher, I think she'll do okay. I think I think she's someone who really just is a trooper. She's capable of surprising us. I'm, I'm hoping there's going to be a good one. I mean, we've got Danny Bennett. For me, I'm putting my I'm placing my bets on Danny and Chilla. That's where the smart money goes. I yeah. mean, like you say, we've seen the improv challenge, so we've got a pretty good idea. Snatch Game is its own special beast. Mm. Um, but having had an improv challenge has given us an idea of how people will do. Danny, I don't see how she can fail. Cheddar, I've just got a feeling in my waters that this is the beginning of like her rising from being safe, you know? And I, I do think this is the opportunity for her. I'm hoping that's the case because she's just been pleasantly there. Yeah. Does that make sense? She's, she's been... She's there. She she's been there, but Great. she really hasn't had a moment of bam of true oh, like hey, stop. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. gorgeous. This is who I am. This is and, why I'm so yeah. loved and respected. And, and actually, I'm here for the crown because right now she's mm-hmm. just there as like the fairy godmother in the sense that she's just this lovely presence yes. there. This lovely, you know, this lovely aura. She's kind just and lo- wise. Yeah. And yeah, but she's. I haven't seen anything that's made me go, "Oh, she's coming for the crown." Mm-hmm. I've got that from Danny. Yep, I've got I, it from Danny. I agree that Pixies um, got what it takes to do well in this as well. Dakota, I just think she's the eternal surprise. Um, she was. One of the better safe girls in the improv challenge, so she could do well. Um, John Biz, she's just got like this lovely effervescent personality, and if she chooses the right character, it will translate. Um, and again, Pepper, yeah, super hard worker, she'll give it a roll. I will say it's LaFille I'm most worried about in this, mm. based on what we've seen of her so far. Mm-hmm. Lovely, talented, but I'm just not 100% confident in her improbabilities. Any idea about characters? No, no. I'm trying to think. I, I've just got this. Uh, uh, now, a lot of listeners will probably know of David Hoyle, who is a queer performance artist and and painter, actually, in the UK. Quite iconic, really, in the queer community. Um, still performing. Um, well predates Drag Race. Um, had a character called the Divine David, who... Um, was on the Channel 4 show, presented like this avant-garde art show, did comedy bits. Cheddar has such a David Hoyle, Divine David quality to a delivery of comedy. I think that would be a perfect choice for her. And if she did Divine David, I would be thrilled over the moon. I can see um, Danny channeling her natural scouse wit and being like a just a, a like a, a scouse lady like Maggie Clark or somebody like that. Lily Savage would be a great choice for um, for Danny Beard to pay tribute to another queer icon in mm-hmm. the UK. Mm-hmm. Pixie, I don't really know. I guess I'd be guessing with anybody else, but I just that's why the realm I feel those two would would occupy. I think Pixie Polite is someone, and I think that the show's helping me me say this, but. Her confidence in her craft mm-hmm. is something that she needs to be a hundred percent with. Mm-hmm. She is. I, I think that she probably is great, but I don't think that she is showcasing that. I, th- I think she's struggling with a bit of the whole self sabotage kind of thing that Baby yeah. was going through, and I'm I'm hoping that she can navigate that better because I I, I agree with you because what she did. Um, I mean, first of all, in the Rusical, she had the lead. Uh, let's just... She yeah. had the Beyonce role, and she said, oh, Kelly, do you want to swap? Yeah. She literally asked Michelle, hey, Michelle, do you want to swap? Do you want Beyonce? <laughs> I have never in my life ever... Like, whenever I've been in, in the arts, I've, ne- I've always auditioned for the lead, or I also always want to be front center. Mm-hmm. I always want to be near the middle. I, I don't just want to be on stage. I want to be seen. So for... And I, and I feel like Pixie has what it takes if she believes in herself enough to be lead, to yeah. be the Beyonce. But she's she's starting to doubt herself because she's not. Uh, maybe she's not getting the validation that she she needs from the queens. But that's, she needs to really. That storyline started when 
she felt underappreciated. Even though she, we said this about Pixie, she's so talented and she's given a lot of praise for the improv challenge, but all she heard was kind of like, Danny was amazing and you didn't win when she was actually told you look beautiful tonight and you performed amazingly in the improv challenge and you're a contender for this win. And I think, I don't know, it's like it knocked the wind out of her sails and started her on this spiral of self-doubt. And I'm with you. I want her to embrace how wonderful she is and, and try and move past this. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? Who could Dakota be? Dakota will be somebody let's, like young let's, and let's cool. Let's not guess. Let's just go see what they do and see how well they do it. I want to name every celebrity they could be. Okay. Cool. I'm just going to turn your mic off. <laughs> it's a snatch game. Now we're doing something new again. We've just <laughs> um, seen all of the um, the chosen characters yes, for the queens. We have. And we've only done the intros. You know uh-huh. how they how RuPaul introduces each queen. So we've only seen their intros. Yeah. Now from these intros, mm-hmm. I want you, uh, l- let us discuss yeah. just from the intros alone who who we think the best. Who we're excited top, by yeah. No, stuff. no, no. Who we think is going to be the tops and the bottoms. Oh, okay. Um, well, I'm already going to say Danny and Cheddar. So, so Danny has chosen Scylla Black, Scylla so you're, Black. you're right so, there. Uh, I'm just going to bear in mind that we've got a lot of international listeners who might not be familiar with some of these character choices. So Scylla Black is from Liverpool. She came to, she was friends with the Beatles. She had an amazing singing career starting in the 60s and became a total British icon and institution. Went, went on from a singing career to like a Saturday night TV presenting career. And she's got a really distinctive delivery like this. Oh, that was awful, by the way. But like she's got lots of catchphrases like a lot, a lot of laughs. And she's called every chuch. So, yeah, Scylla Black, great choice for Danny. What did I say a minute ago? She'll channel a Scouse icon. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because she can't do any other accent? Well, who knows? Who Go knows? do that one look you got. Go do that one, <laughs> one accent, accent you got. got. Okay. Um, but I'm already enamored with Danny's. She's beautifully captured the characterization. Interestingly, one of Viv's choices was um, was Scylla, remember, on season yeah. one. And she had a gorgeous. Um, her opening line was funny. It was confident, which I, I think that yes. she's going to do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love she what she's doing. Part. I love that when she opened her mouth, you could see the teeth because you know of the Ibra, which I thought was really funny. Very it's good. Very English. So I mean, it's classically kind of esoteric, cerebral kind of approach here from Cheddar, Queen Elizabeth the First, the Virgin Queen, and it looks like she's playing on that to do like this coquettish, flirty character, but like contrasting it with like the blacked out teeth and the dodgy hairline and that kind of thing. Yeah. So um really fun start from Cheddar. Anybody else standing out for you? Well, you know, we've only just seen the intros, them saying basically, hi, who this is who I am. We haven't seen the full Snatch game. I just mm-hmm. wanted to see what feel we got just from the intros. From the intros, I also think um, Jombers, who's, who's been St. Paddy, was a, that was a very confident opening. Very good. Very, very good from Jombers. And also um, Dakota is oh Pete Burns. I am so over the moon that somebody's finally done Pete Burns for Snatch Game. One of my favourite ever pop icons, queer icons. Now Pete Burns is the singer of You, you Spin Me Right Round. <sighs> Many more hits than that, darling, but okay. He's one hit wonder. No. Most well known <laughs> for You Spin Me Around. But Pete Burns, um, obviously queer icon um uh, also from the liverpool area but actually from port sunlight technically um but came up in the liverpool um new wave and punk scene in the 80s made it big with you spin me around but they had an amazing um career around the world touring very big in japan so big in japan that when they had a concert scheduled there michael jackson reorganized one of his concerts so it's not to clash with the dead or alive concert that's how big they were over there he he had a big um career in reality tv later in his life sadly passed away a few years ago um because he was such a larger than life personality uh, swore like a trooper smoked like a chimney I'm not getting good vibes with LaFille and Black Pepper. There there was it was more of a Q&A mm. as opposed to realizing your character and making your stamp. The intro should be something you're very well known for or something quite iconic, iconically your character yeah. to let us know immediately this is who I am and also I'm funny. So Marie- or I can be funny. Lil Nas X we're familiar with. I, I don't actually know Lil Nas's music that much, but I know that he's a very out there, kind of flamboyant, kind of sexually charged young artist who's really kind of like 
really making a stamp on I sound so old he's a young artist who's making a stamp on the music scene um and uh, phil has gone for Marie Kondo who all I know about Marie Kondo is she's the lady who gives really good advice about tidying your home I think she's channeling the the Asian character the you know the the, mm. the stereotypical Asian character that worries me she's though. doing the um pretty girl what's that pretty girl um plastic tiara yeah she's she's um she's relying on that stereotype to be funny i feel that's what she's doing she struggled to come up let's see if she improves but she struggled to come up with a funny response to the opening question as the little nas x also um pixie pixie so she's doing shirley bassey who's a fantastic idea um i think taste was going to be shirley bassey before she chose uh kath from kath and kim Um, would have been a fantastic choice for Tace, actually, because she's she, she's also from Cardiff. Did you get vibes from Pixie? I d- I, now, the I, thing I that worries me about this is, I said it on that episode, Pixie's character in the Improv Challenge was based on Bubbles Devere from Little Britain, who was in herself based on their earlier version of Shirley Bassey. And I worry that she's going to repeat the same character a bit. So I think she can make this funny, but I just don't want it to feel like she's only got one character. But what did you think of her intro? Rue didn't really respond. Yeah, I don't think that it was... I shouldn't be paying attention to what Rue's doing, really. I should be listening to the jokes, but I am... Um... I've seen Pixie be funnier than that. So let's hope it doesn't... I, hope I it didn't do- find anything... Fu- it wasn't funny for me. I didn't pick up anything. I hope it doesn't knock her confidence too much and I hope she comes back from that. All right. L- now let's watch the full Snatch game and see how it unravels. And we've just watched the Snatch game. We have seen the Snatch game. Okay, let's just do this. On three, two, one, we'll say who we think the winner is, okay? Yeah. Three, two, one. Cheddar, Cheddar gorgeous. gorgeous. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, we'll start there. Cheddar was highly consistent. The character was really well realized. She was hilarious. Um, she really dominated the Snatch game, and I was really happy to see it. She needed to. For someone who has been, I mean, she she was sailing, but she was just she was just she was there. Kind of like high safe yeah. for long. She was just she, yeah. was, she was she was high safe. She was there, but she hadn't made her mark. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when is the best time to make a mark then on the snatch game she just solidified herself as a front runner i do think like a snatch game is if you're like a comedic performance artist who improvises there you go and that's cheddar yeah i thought she she was so funny um the the bit about (laughs) mentioning mary queen of scots obviously rose did her on season 13 uh, fucking with the power that kind of thing (laughs) i didn't touch it it. certainly didn't go inside yeah the coquettish laugh was fantastic the laugh was was really good i think she was you're right she fully realized that she was funny and she was present in the snatch game she was really really good she was ready do you know who else was good um Pete Burns. Dakota really impressed. This is what I mean about Dakota. Like, she's an eternal delight. She, like, she surprises me in the best possible ways. And I really enjoyed her Pete Burns. And this is coming from somebody who adores Pete Burns. She was very, very good. It was a bit like, um, uh, who's the second Gemma Collins? Um, Kate Scott Claus. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, um, Cheryl Hall struggled to use Gemma quotes and stuff. Yeah. Kitty packed her performance with Gemma quotes. Um, Dakota went for that. She used plenty of quotes. When Pete Burns is on Big Brother, so many quotable moments. The thing, I wouldn't piss on her if she was on fire. And like, you're insincere to the point of nausea. All this stuff. And she was really good at quoting that. The the the, the makeup illusion was very, very good because Pete had had a lot of plastic surgery by the end of his life. Um and the the facial expressions, it was all there. She was really, really good. I loved what Dakota did. You are our resident expert on Pete Burns. Tom really is a big fan. I genuinely am. I adore Pete Burns. So, yeah, I'm, I think she's going to be high as well. I think she should be high, and I'd like to see her there. I think that those two, for me, are the top two. Do you know who else I think will be high? You're going to say Jombers, but yeah. I, I don't think Jombers... I think Jombers was a confident character, but it wasn't funny. Do you know who Jombers was? Like she, 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 This is a made-up character. It's a bit like when uh, Kim, Kim Chi, Chi did, did Kimmy, Kimmy Jong-il. Um, but she channeled like her own natural charm and her own natural humour. She was... We all know this lady. We've all met this charismatic, funny Irish lady who's a little bit kooky. 
I've, uh, I've not. Uh, <laughs> I have several times over. Um, depends which bars you hang out in in Liverpool, frankly. Um, and I, I thought that she did a good job of bringing energy and fun. Yeah, that's sure. It. There weren't lots of knockout gags. I yeah. will agree with that. But she brought energy and fun. Yeah. So I think they're my top three. They, she wouldn't make the top three for that. But she, um, the other two, Dakota and Queen Elizabeth, Cheddar, they absolutely the top See, two. See, that's With how good Cheddar the character Gorgeous. was. You couldn't remember who played Queen Elizabeth then. Cheddar Gorgeous is absolutely the winner. Now, Danny Beard was... Um, I know what Danny Beard was doing. Danny mm-hmm. Beard was doing the, like... Tr- Using the whole, it's um, inaudible. You can't understand what she's saying because your accent's so bad. She also, Scylla had really big teeth as well. So her diction wasn't fantastic. Mm. That's what that's about as well. And I do think that they understood that. Yeah. I think her characterization was spot on and that should keep her out of the bottom. But there were, were, she was less funny than we are used to Danny being. Yeah. That's what I would say. She wasn't terrible, just that we've seen Danny be more rapid fire with gags and be funnier but her characterization was spot on yeah i mean sometimes sometimes queens are funny but then some the the thing about snatch game is that you're being funny as someone else so yeah. you're trying to be funny with their humor but also bringing your own so i mean some people who are naturally funny sometimes they go on and then they're not well i mean lawrence cheney mm-hmm. she um the winner of season two she her snatch game wasn't the best but absolutely. she was all, but she was absolutely funny yeah but she was she, good people expected her to do well yeah you're right with her miriam margulies yeah. yeah yeah you're right expectations can play in i do i don't think danny should be near the bottom here though no. there are oh, others there who... are two clear bottoms yep and it is lafil and lil nas x probably where would you like to start I just think that LaFille's character went nowhere. And and I, 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 think, yeah. I think I was right in saying that she was just relying on the Asian stereotype. She that character that we know. Thing. Yeah, she was relying on... And I kind of had a feeling that's where it was going. She was doing the plastic tiara. Yeah. And then, and then Black Pepper was just a deer in the headlights. She was. There, I mean, there was there was zero funny. It was zero funny. Just to go back to LaFille for a moment... It did make me sad to see this because, like, LaFille's so lovely and charming and I did hope she'd bring something to this. And, like, I, I do, you know, we're not criticising her for doing an Asian stereotype because that's her right to do, you know. it's it, We've seen many queens do it before and it's a way of kind of, like, reclaiming power. Mm. I mean, I Manila. Think. Manila did a Manila, great job. Manila, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, having said that, there were much funnier characters she could have chosen. Like... What do people know Marie Kondo for? Like tidying and advising people how to organize their homes. I find it hard to find the humor in there. So she 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 backed herself into a corner. There was nowhere to go with this character. And, and there wasn't a single laugh, unfortunately. And there was the same for Lunez, unfortunately. I could see, at least with Pepper, I appreciated her trying to give the character a bit of energy. But there were no jokes. There were no jokes whatsoever. Where are the jokes? Yeah. There was that thing about they gave me water at the club. Was that... A, what I, was that? Maybe there's a reference that we don't understand. I think it... like, how almost, was that? I, I don't know. I don't know how that would have been funny. But, like, I would hope that somebody in the room would get that joke. If we didn't, you know. Maybe someone... That didn't, maybe like one Gen Zeta in the production crew got it. Yeah, like laughing away behind the yeah, camera, yeah. like the social media, um, the social media person there just cracking up. Yeah, the look is spot on. Her look is spot on for Lil Nas. Absolutely, instantly recognizable. So you know there are compliments I want to pay, but unfortunately the the funny wasn't there. I just feel like the character, like again, we've seen her do the improv as you know she came in in that wedding gown mm-hmm. you know meeting the catfish and she was able to give that character so much of flavor yeah and i love she, she that. was able to work hard but think about little Ness x is that he that's not a character that you can well you know what that's mm. a character that maybe she could have camped him up to 100 i think that could have been something great yeah. she, she works hard black pepper works hard she can give 100 percent to everything i just don't think she would joke about was, shagging satan say. or anything mm. you know then we had pixie polite and pixie polite was you know what great characterization of shirley bessie but I'm, i've got zip, a criticism was no to fun. issue okay i have like is there a funny i was saying she was funny and so she shouldn't be in the bottom two 
But what I'd like to say is that the character was entirely based on the rock profile version of Shirley Bassey, which is what I said a minute ago. Like, that's fine. We've seen people do this before. We saw Ellie Diamond do Vicky Pollard. We saw Taste do Kath from Kath and Kim. It's just like, it can be a bit tricky sometimes when you're not using your own humor, you're borrowing somebody else's jokes. And there's a difference between quoting Pete Burns, who's a real life person, then quoting someone's than somebody else's portrayal. scripted comedy. Yeah, yeah. So you're just stealing jokes at this point. I, this, that's kind of what I'm tiptoeing around. And it, her, her inflection and her delivery was entirely the Shirley Bassey. Uh, she hasn't got the range, my darling. That's where that comes from. Mm. Um, so I just think Pixie is funnier than that and didn't need to do that. That's all I would say. She shouldn't be in the bottom two because she was funny and entertaining. But I, I had a slight problem with that, I think. I think she doesn't have the range actually comes from Shirley Bassey. <clears throat> It's the rock profile version of Shirley Bassey. The way that she said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hasn't got the range. Tina, Tina, my darling, I love you, but you haven't got the range. (laughs) Because the whole joke... someone's getting drunk. No, she she was was talking about other people who'd sung Bond songs. She was like, I sang all the Bonds, my darling. The diamonds, they are forever. All the Bonds, my darling. And then she was... Jamie Theakston was interviewing her and saying, like, what about Shirley Manson? Garbage. Oh, Shirley, my darling, I love you, but you haven't got the range. Tina Turner, she did. Tina, my darling, I adore you, but you haven't got the range. Yeah. So that's where that came from. Okay. I think I think we've covered everyone. I think it was a, you know, it was a, it was a, I mean, it was in the season one Snatch Game UK. Season one UK had the powerhouses that yeah. was uh trump versus margaret thatcher and no one else existed in that room but those two absolutely one thing i will say was missing from this snatch game is interaction yeah i didn't see much danny had a go once or twice with with uh, lil nas with um pepper again that is to danny's credit Mm. but there wasn't a lot of it this episode yeah all right. What we're going to do now is I think we should go back and watch from the beginning and see what shenanigans are there. And then Let's see what going. we're supposed to think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so for watching it from the beginning, what what have we what have we learned? I don't think we learned anything. <laughs> the girls. There was a couple of interesting tidbits, like secondary characters that some of the girls had. Um, I'm actually think, trying to think who they were. Oh, I would have loved to have seen... I mean, I love Cheddar's performance, but I would have loved to have seen her Quentin Crisp as well. I adore mm-hmm. Quentin Crisp. Um, I've read his biography, autobiography. Um, fa- fabulous queer icon, who also played Queen Elizabeth once, actually. That would have okay. been fabulous. Um, who was Danny's first choice again? It was um, Louis Walsh. Yeah, I think Scylla probably was a better choice, but it threw her. It's interesting knowing that she went in there feeling thrown. And again, Danny, darling, you're so amazingly talented. It made me sad to see her thrown by Rue stirring the pot, basically. Yeah. You know? I thought it was a good impression of Louis Walsh. You know Jumpers? That Danny was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know Jumpers? She came in with Enya. She could have done her St. Patty character as Enya. Okay. You know, because Anya, she's wafty fairy lady, but people don't really know her personality. I mean, Jombas was given St. Patty by RuPaul. Yeah. So, I mean... The, that's you interesting. Think, yeah, that's interesting. Do you mm. think that affected the way that RuPaul experienced her, her character on the Snatch Game? Do you think I gave this character to you, so I'm just going to go with Oh, it's, it's the Scar- it's the Scarlet Starlet effect. Oh god, Scarlet Harlot don't effect. Get me, don't get me started with Scarlet Harlot and the and that, Macaulay Culkin. And, and the one ch- was it's, the, it's it not was. just to be clear, not Scarlet's fault. She did exactly what she was supposed to do in that situation to curry Rue's favor, but the fake laughing at the Macaulay Culkin and, and then Michelle Visage on the critique saying it was amazing. It was so funny. Like Michelle, I mean, we were watching girl, the same performance. I mean, hello, yeah, exactly. For someone who um who likes to critique people on repetition mm-hmm. for doing the same oh, things, Jed and your fierce, yes, exactly. And all of a sudden, yeah. now it's in season. Yeah. Come off it, Michelle. <laughs> it's in season. Come off it. Now it's on trend, Michelle. Yeah. 
So the, yeah, I didn't learn much, but um, what happened is that the talent really spoke for itself. And those who shine, shine. Those who don't, was evident. Yeah. Now, um, there were some great mirror moments, but I think it'll come into context when we talk about um, Cheddar's runway, actually. Well, let's go. The runway category is... Tickle Pink, which is interesting because we had a pink runway on Philippines recently as well, mm. um, which I am making my way through, and I am obsessed with Mama Bao. Those shoes. Not this. Yeah, you're going to see more of this. Not this. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. She's, she's amazing. amazing. I just she love is. her mug as well. Her mug is fascinating. And just the way that she's... She goes, she's unusual. I love her. She's fabulous and unusual. Where are the flowers? She's just like... <gasps> okay. <laughs> she's just like slightly disconnected from reality. Like, I love her. Talk to me about the runway. So up first, we have Dakota Schiffer. Now, I remember saying last week about Dakota Schiffer, like I'm understanding her style. This is the best version I've seen of Dakota's style translating to the Drag Race runway because it's sweet, it's feminine, it's chic, but it's a bit elevated and quite haute couture as well. So she, again, she wears her reference on her sleeve and she references Valentino. Valentino's Autumn Winter 22 collection um, was pure hot pink or shocking pink, depending on what you want to call it. But it was um, a fabulous confection of a show um, with lots of different silhouettes, lots of voluminous silhouettes. And this is very, she could be walking the runway for Valentino and her makeup and hair look the most sophisticated I've seen so far. This is a really good week for Dakota. Looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Black Pepper's, um, it's very much, you know what she did say was a, a pink Marge Simpson, but I thought more of like, a, a London a pink guard, guard. Yeah, yeah, a pink London guard with That's a marshmallow in, well. in, inside the the weave. It doesn't scream pink for me. There's too much red in there, unfortunately. Like, we'll get onto some of the other girls who don't who aren't all pink necessarily, but red is not pink and it draws the eye away from the thing. If you've got white or black in there, they're shades and they don't distract from the pink. The pink is still the highlight. Yeah. It's almost like a Candyland take on a on a on a guard, a London guard, isn't it? That's what I get. I loved the um the candy floss in the hair thing. But to me it kind of feels like three pieces that don't quite fit together. Yeah. Three interesting pieces that she had that were like, this will come together a pink outfit. I've set very high standards in my head for Black Pepper on the runway because she's not had a single bad week. She is an absolute model and I, I've loved everything that she's brought. This is this is fine, but doesn't scream pink and isn't a super cohesive outfit to me. But she performs the heck out of it. She sells the garment, mama. I mean, that's what she does. Um, next up, we have Pixie Polite. Pixie looks great. I like this look. I really like when Pixie shows off her shape because she pads beautifully. She looks really pretty and sweet here. Now, she references RuPaul and obviously we can see that. Oh, isn't that interesting? Because um, um, Tia Coffee did that look for the comeback um, episode when they all performed in the background for a little bit of love. I don't remember. Anyway... Um, but yeah, it's RuPaul kind of, um, you know, drag race intro. To me, it's also very Penelope Pit stop from Wacky Races, especially with the helmet. And also very Pink Power Ranger. She looks gorgeous. All there. these fun, flirty, girly references. And she looks really, really pretty. She had a gorgeous. Now, the queen with a message. Oh, the queen who's just out of the box. There's I so much this. to talk about here. Now, before we talk about the actual look of the look, the message, there are so many messages here. So... The pink triangle, as she explained to us, was um, in Nazi Germany during the Holocaust when all different kinds of um, marginalized people were exterminated and put in concentration camps. Among them were gay people, and they distinguished them by a badge of a pink triangle. And so that's what lends itself to the symbolism here. But Cheddar spoke so eloquently in, in the workroom about the stigma of HIV and how... Um, uh, we lost so many, so many people because of ignorance and because of government inaction, and how that's not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. But thankfully, things have moved forwards, and because of medical advancements. And again, can't repeat it enough: people who are undetectable are untransmissible. People can live full lives with HIV, thankfully nowadays. Um, the other thing is, I just I'd like to recall when we met our friend Cheddar Conscious. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, F45 in Manchester. She was wearing an outfit based around the Terence Higgins Trust symbol, the the uh, red ribbon. Mm. So she's very, very much involved in activism and promotion of awareness um, around HIV and AIDS. And she's just fabulous. Now, this look itself, to me, like it gives me a really kind of... Um, 80s new wave vibe i see a bit of like klaus nomi i see a little bit of devo um this black cat suit with the geometric shapes is just like very 80s new wave and the symbolism of having the the triangle over her mouth is perfect as well and the pink tears as well because silence equals death yeah absolutely it's such a powerful outfit and message touch of pierre caldine there as well because he always worked with geometric shapes as well denny beard what do you think I love Danny's looks. Like people go on about Danny having the same silhouette, but if it works, go for it, darling. Um, to me, and uh, take a shot, guys. This is a very muggle-ass silhouette, but you just can't deny it. Like between the shoulders and the exaggerated hips and the tailoring and the jagged neckline, this is classic 90s sil- um, muggle suit, but in pink. And with the ad- added kind of flamingo feather embellishments, um, she looks super duper cute, um, very Danny. You know, I love how she goes with kind of like her hair is often a lot more like 60s B movie. So she's often got that vibe about her as well to me. But I think she looks adorable. It's, I mean, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And that small little ice cream cone mm-hmm. wig. It's, it's cute. I like it. Next up, we got Jomba's Blonde. So Jomba's walks out, and it's a little bit of a real reveal. I think the finished product that she shows us is a lot more effective than what she walks out in essentially i i think she should have just walked out without revealing yeah, to be honest i don't think there was a reveal at yeah. all i just think that it was one outfit that she was just like i'm gonna show it at the <laughs> end of the wrong way it was unnecessary she looks flirty and elegant she talks about kylie kylie showgirl tour as a source of inspiration i'm seeing a little bit of dita von Teese in the pink ostrich feathers there as well well, her hair, her hair and makeup is super pretty this week. And like much as I resent Rue for telling her to overline her lips, I don't think it's just about the lips. She's finessed her makeup quite a lot and she looks really, really pretty. Talk to me about LaFille. I love LaFille's fashion runway look. She looks so cool. This is so conceptual. She's giving us this pink tent with the umbrella fascinator. Now, I knew I'd seen this somewhere before, but I did have to do a quick Google to remind myself. I've seen these like tent dresses and there was a designer called Bradley Sharp who um, had them in a Copenhagen Fashion Week one year. And I just knew I'd seen them somewhere. And this is, this is cool. Like, I love how she's used like this tenty kind of neoprene material to create an outfit with so much structure it looks very avant-garde um i think she looks really really cool i mean these are lovely outfits i mean that's everyone but i want to say that my favorite outfit is probably cheddar gorgeous cheddar is just there's such a story behind it if i'm going on aesthetics as well though i mean lafille looks amazing yeah and lafille's up there with me dakota looks amazing um great great runway week actually Great run week. Yeah, lovely. There's no way that Cheddar is not winning today. It's very Cheddar-centric episode. I'm so happy to see it. Um, now, we do suspect, on, for us, Dakota's up there and Jomba's probably. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's going to be one... Jomba's to make up numbers, but... I think that Cheddar Gorgeous and Dakota have fought for their they, top they were the two best performers. Yeah. I, I actually really like John Buzz's performance, so I'm happy to put her in the top three. Now, there's going to be one girl who's just going to be like safe and s- sitting alone in the VIP, as it were. It'll be either Pixie or Danny. It will be Pixie or Danny. Uh, but the the top the two that are lip syncing absolutely would be LaFill and Black Pepper. Yeah. It will be, unfortunately. And this, mm. they're both such amazing queens, but it just w- wasn't their best week. Yeah. Between Pixie and Danny, it'll depend who they want to give a kick up the bum. Yeah. Who they'll put in the bottom three. Because they were both perfectly, they were perfectly good. Yeah. You couldn't call their performances bad by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Danny, um, the humor didn't translate at times. And Pixie, um, I, I do think it was a little derivative. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's but, see what um, they say. I mean, congratulations, Cheddar Gorgeous. We knew that would happen. It was a Cheddar-centric episode, and she earned every every bit of this victory. So congratulations, Doctor 
Doctor. Chadagorious. Um, yes, an actual doctor. She actually is. She's got a PhD. Not a doctor soaking in nutmeg. She's got a PhD. A pretty huge... No, sorry. That was, that was, that was, that was rude of me. This is not that kind That's of podcast. That's not that kind of podcast. What, Tom, what came over? What possessed you? Wine. God. Wine is the answer. She's, oh, she's, she's a bit <laughs> With the bottom two being black pepper... And LaFell, with no surprises, they were the only choices. On. Wonderful queens as they are, it just wasn't their week. No, they're, they're just down there. Um, what did you think of the lip sync? I thought, in the words of Michelle from season one, all I saw was messy man. Oh, no, not that, <laughs> <laughs> not this. In the words of Mama Bao, yeah. um, no, I, I, I thought it was, um. It was mayhem. It was a bit frenetic. Oh, well, yeah. It was a bit frenetic. I, um, Both girls were fighting really hard. They're, they're fighting really hard. Mm. And, and it became a an act of, you know, just do do something, do something. We saw a series of backwards rolls from Black Pepper, which we've never seen before. Um, That's new. LaFell did a, um, a kind of gymnastic floor show performance with Scarf. Which was revealed from her. Uh, there, like, there was something in her shoes that she she kind of shook. I out. thought it was condoms. Were they not condoms? I don't know. <laughs> I, I there was don't a lot know. going on. There's a lot going on. LaFille had like reveal after gag after reveal, but she said at the beginning, "I feel like I need to do a lot." Oh, and she did it. She did oh, the she most. Did. Girl, she was running on I mean, stage, turning around, stripping down, taking off her hairstylist, <laughs> pulling out a ribbon, doing her taxes. <laughs> um, you know, she was getting her flu shots. I'm gonna say I was entertained. You know, re- remortgaging her house, came back on stage, um, and then and did, did a spin and death drop. Not remortgaging, not remortgaging in not this re- economic climate. <laughs> not on tonight. Not on tonight. And then black people was rolling around, jumping and splitting. Um, it it was. There's a lot it, going on. It wasn't the best display of what I know these queens can do. But then given it's, the situation mm. where you have to lip sync for your life and you're in that moment where you're really fighting to stay, mm. I can imagine that it's not a, that, you know, the, the normal things that go through your mind. Like for me, it would if I was to think of a performance in a song, I would be like, okay, what's my journey going to be through the music? Mm-hmm, How am mm-hmm. I going to, what, what are the key things that I want to be, because, you know, everything's not going to be memorable, but what are the key things that I can do that can make me stand out? For example, if we want to look at a great lip sync, we can look at Alyssa versus Coco. Mm-hmm. Coco's, Coco had the, the three best moments I remember from Coco is when she stood and just pointed at her lips and just gave yeah. lip service. And then I remember her flourishing her sleeves around to give that moment. Mm-hmm. And then nothing I remember is her going on her knees and then punching, which coincided with Alyssa going back. These yeah, are, that was so good. Those are the three things. These are the moments. It's almost unfair to compare Coco with anybody, though, because she's like upper echelon. But 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 the, um, but this is how you. That, that's what I would think of. I need to think of moments. I need to create yeah. moments, and I need to I need to space them, you know, out, and then you know everything in between just has to be a nice transition mm-hmm. and always keeping character. That's the things that you think of when you're not stressed or when you're not like panicking. But then when you're like, okay, lip sync for your life, like I'm not gonna be. I'm just my mind just gonna be like, what is every single thing I know that I can do? I can do a back roll. I can do a split. I can jump. Yeah. I can do that. And I'm I'm just gonna do it anytime, anywhere. And so I can understand it's, why it was so frenetic. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. They were just fighting, weren't they? And like, but when you think about the context of the song, it's like a '60s influenced mid-tempo pop song. And uh, you know, I'm not here to judge the Queens in that respect at all because they were just fighting. But was, yes, but sometimes I actually wanted to tell the girls, girls, just. Just stop right now. Just do a bit of like fussy or something. Just stop right now. Thank you very much. I mean, <laughs> I would have loved it if they just did what at one time if one of them did the actual the choreography with the hair. You're not right usually now. a fan of that yeah. though. But but if they you just still did... talk about Kitty Scott Claus to this no, day doing the Ma- routine to something new by Girls. Mal B's right in front of this. She would have yeah. been living because this is her. This is memories. This is her. I would have liked song. to have seen a little bit of sixties influenced kind of yeah you know hand jiving kind of stuff. Now I'm looking at this still in front of me. Yeah, Lafille is sprawled on a pink canvas. Chad, um, Peppa is grinning at me, her legs akimbo. 
And in the background, I see a series of confused drag queens. No, some of them are clapping. Chad is not. Ch- Chad is like... Chad has got her hand on her chest like, <laughs> Chad is like why? <laughs> you know, silence is death, but also sometimes silence is, is, is golden. Dakota has turned to Chad there and is like, girl... Girl, <laughs> I'm girl. Do they know Malby's right in front of them? Gooped and gagged. Um, all I want to say is that I admire the heart the girls put into this performance. They were really, really trying their best. Who do we? We've got to. We've got to say a name. Who won this lip sync? Black Pepper won this lip sync. Only because if, for me, it got a bit messy with Lafille and her umbrella falling I loved, off. I loved how much she tried yeah. though, and Lafille is so adorable and mm. so lovely and. So visually creative and stunning, but there we go. Yeah. Them's the rules. Uh, I do think Pepper won this. We were correct. We've saying goodbye to LaFille and congrats to Black Pepper for uh, surviving another lip sync. Two wins and two bottoms. I mean, Black Pepper's a total superstar and I'm glad to see her stay. I'm sad to see LaFille go though. I, like, it didn't feel like the show did her justice or showcased her talents to the best of of what they could have done it each week like she through no fault of her own they kind of backgrounded her but like her runways were amazing she's a fantastic designer um and she's just really lovable she's really lovely so how many wins black pepper only is one win am i right black pepper has one and she's been in the bottom twice now okay yes i stay credit one win two bottoms mm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I really want to see a lip sync where Black Pepper is able to just really showcase. Like a high energy dance song. Yeah. That's what, that's her. That's her thing. I do think so. I, I want to see that. I, I want, I, I really want to be wowed. I mean, she, she's great, but I really want to be like, wowed. We can see it in her, yeah. but like the lip sync she's done so far have not been her best showcase. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, Cheddar Gorgeous, Danny Baird, our Manchester Queens slash Liverpool slash we're Birmingham. Northwest, let's call them. Well, actually, yeah, Cheddar is from Birmingham. She's from the Midlands. I mean, they're killing it. They're killing it. And it looks like they're giving Jombers a rise. Jombers ascending. Jombers is ascending. Hmm. It's nice to see because I was kind of thinking of her as a bit of a sister-sister of the competition where I adored sister-sister, but they never featured her. I thought that was happening with Jombers in the sense that I really liked her, but they weren't featuring her. But she's she's getting some chances to shine, which is lovely. Um, next week is a makeover. Yep. Uh, which is great because I don't think we've got a makeover in UK season three. And it does feel like it's it's a classic challenge that doesn't occur as often. I think COVID got in the way of a lot of makeovers, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, can't wait, can't wait. Well, make sure you join us next week for that. Um, again, follow us on our Twitter, our Instagram, our social medias. If you want to write, throw us a review. There's a TikTok out a there. TikTok. If you want to throw us a review, please do so. We'll give you a lovely shout out. You'll always get a shout out. But that's us for now. This is Paul. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.